I, uh, I'm a little tossed this morning in that God and I have been having a conversation. Uh, you probably are familiar with it. Um, I want to go one direction, and he obviously is trying to push me in another. But before I get to that, um, uh, uh, it's so good to be here with you this morning. Um, if I may boast a little, uh, as a father, uh, uh, the Rutherford household experienced two blessings. On Thursday evening, Karis graduated from sixth grade, which is a major milestone, um, uh, NCA, and uh, along with Ivana and Rache Jasmine, all three of them graduated from 12th grade on Friday evening at NCA. So, congratulations. And look forward to hearing what God is going to continue to do in your lives. I'm kind of punting right now because I am awfully nervous. Um, because the topic that is in the bulletin uh, has to do with spiritual gifts. It sounds like bad tasting medicine that one should have to take and take often. Um, anytime the word bitters is mentioned in my house, everybody scrams. It's like, where did everybody go? And sometimes spiritual gifts within the body of Christ is, is like that. If I may give you some history, uh, personal history, not too much, um, but let me explain to you the context in which I understood spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts were first of all for the elite. Uh, it was for those who were able to pray well, it was for those who were upstanding in the community. It was for a selected few. That was the context in which I understood spiritual gifts. And so when you saw the gifts being uh, in operation, uh, those who did not possess those gifts stood back and did this. Wow! And, and we thought those persons who were uh, exhibiting those gifts were, were extra special and they had, a, they had a seat right next to God in heaven. There came a point in my life when I said, wait a minute. Can I have one of those? Um, and 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 where 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 can I? And then you go to a service or two different places, and and they would invite you. Would you want to to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? Oh, I'll have some. And you would go in the prayer line and, and you're there waiting your turn. And people would get theirs and they would pray for you. And Some of y'all are smiling. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I was at a service in, in one of the islands when I was a teacher. And a brother came to town, and he had a 
I, I guess it was a reenactment of the pool of Bethesda. And he got this big old iron tub and he asked everybody to bring water and they filled this tub with water and um, the Friday night was the pool of Bethesda night and the thing was when he gave the, the, the sound or the notice everybody would come and of course you would have to um, bring your wallet and, and so a seed or two and you would jump in this, this tub and what did happen in the pool of Bethesda? Somebody got healed, right? But but special things were supposed to happen. And uh, being a teacher on the island, uh, I went to it. It was in my room, my classroom, by the way. And so I wanted to make sure they didn't wreck my room. That was the real reason why I went, not the more out of curiosity. But they got this room full of people, and uh, he gave the sound, and people started making a circle around the room. And everyone would jump in the tub, jump out, and I was at the end of the line, and uh, I, I didn't, I didn't sow a seed, but I kind of took a peek at the pool, and which once was clear water was now it wasn't appealing, and so I opted not to step into the pool. I never forget going to my seat saying, surely, surely, there is a better way. Ladies and gentlemen, may I say, God has given a better way. He's given us his word. And what I want to do this morning, if ever so briefly, we're not going to go into every aspect of spiritual gift. Did you hear me? We're not going to lift every stone and cover every aspect as it relates to spiritual gift, but I do want to challenge your thinking. There is a statement that I heard a long time ago that says something like this, 20% of the people do 80% of the work in the church. Sounds like a good stat, doesn't it? Brother Charlie came up here this morning and asked for help. On two occasions. Let's take a look at God's Word. But before we do, let's get an understanding of who would have a spiritual gift. Jesus, on the night on which he was betrayed in the Gospel of John, he, in an effort to want to leave with his disciples a few more words of encouragement, he makes some promises to them. In John chapter 14, he has told them, he says in verse 1, don't let your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe in me. In verse 6, Jesus says to them, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long yet, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has chosen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. 
believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves that I do. Drop down to verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Verse 16 says, I will ask the Father, hold on to this, and he, the Father, will give you another helper that he may be with you most of the time. That he will be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So, so the promise Jesus makes, he says, listen, I'm going. I have to go. I will go. But in my going, here's, guess what? I'm not going, I'm going to, I'm asking the Father to send you a, a, a helper, a comforter, one who will come alongside you. But no, no longer will he walk side by side like I did with you. He's going to be within you. And he's going to be with you forever. Turn with me real quick over to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians is uh, just a few uh, pages over. Uh, John, uh, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, listen to what it says in verse 12. Sorry, verse 13. In Christ, you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation... Having also believed, you were sealed in Christ with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is given, the who there is the Holy Spirit, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. In other words, those of you, ladies and gentlemen, who are born again, you possess the Spirit of God. Let me say it another way. If you have asked Jesus Christ into your heart, if you're one of those who came to that place, that place of conviction where you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that you should have been the one dying, even though you couldn't die for your sins, that He was the, the satisfaction for the debt if you are convinced in your heart that God three days later as he promised raised Jesus Christ from the dead you are saved and you have the spirit of God living in you as a matter of fact when God sees you he really doesn't see you he sees his spirit living in you oh by the way that's how you were initially spirit-filled. It's a matter of fact, it's on that time, it's on that date, that day when you came to that full conviction of who Jesus Christ is, that you received a spiritual gift. A supernatural, God-given ability to do something special within the body of Christ. Huh? Well, that doesn't sound right. Don't I have to do like twenty jumping jacks or 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 fork out a bunch of money and and 
No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are born again, God has gifted you. As a matter of fact, go over to 1 Peter. And, 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 and the media guys, I apologize, but they always harass me when they ask me for a text. And um, again, this is simply meant, I only mean this to encourage you. This summer over at Telios, I am uncertain of the date. We're actually going to go through this inductively. We're going to go to the Bible to see what the Bible has to say about spiritual gifts. This is simply meant to encourage you. Listen to what 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 and following say. He said, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9, be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a what? Special gift. Do what? Employ it. Is it up there? Employ it in serving who? Myself. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11, whoever speaks is to do so as one speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory, dominion, forever and ever. So, all of us who claim the name of Jesus Christ, all of us who say they are children of God, sons and daughters of God, you have a spiritual gift. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, when you and I would have done membership preparations to become members of the incredible body of believers here at Calvary, you would have gotten this. Sometimes we forget. But you have been given, God has gifted you a special God-given ability to help build up the body of Christ. I have not been given a spiritual gift to serve me. My spiritual gift doesn't make me look good, even though I could use some fixing up. My spiritual gift isn't meant to line my pockets. Spiritual gifts are given, dare I say, I got to be careful. Don't Lisa start the car. If you're not using your spiritual gift, we are all suffering. If you're not using your spiritual gift, I am suffering. Because your gift is supposed to help build me up. 
For too long in the body of Christ, we look at Pastor Jerry and Pastor Wendley and the deacons and, and those, uh, those folks who have been ordained and laid hands on. We, we look to them. Well, they got the spiritual gifts. They do the work. And that was never the intent of God. Yes, even you, you have a spiritual gift. Now what it is, that's yet to be determined, isn't it? But there are countless of ministries, ministry opportunities here in Calvary that you can get plugged into. Try one this summer when things are lighter. Try one, get plugged in. Do something. Brother Anton, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't think. You have been given by God this unique ability to help build each other up. Forgive me for getting excited, but this is huge. In the words of one of my children, this is ginormous. Because what would happen in Calvary alone if, dare I say, 50% of us were happy being able to say, here's my spiritual gift. Whoever speaks is to do so as one speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. Sister Chara reminded us just recently, just seconds ago, it's not, it's not about us. God in his wisdom has said, I'm going to use a knucklehead like Patrick. That didn't sound right, did it? I'm going to use knuckleheads like you to help build up the body of Christ. We come to church every Sunday like robots. We sit in the same pews. We, we wait for the offering. We we grunt through the sermon, we, we go back to our cars, and we get back to our Sunday routines. In the meantime, the body of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, is hurting. Whether you have the gift of giving, whether you have the gift of administration, whether you have the gift of, I think my wife has the gift of patience, I don't know if it's inside there, but whatever your gifting is, whatever that Do you know that Messiah, that Messiah is on his way? You know who Messiah is, right? Jesus Christ. Because he said he was coming back for us. And, 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 and how would he find us, the church, the bride? Um... Okay, bite-sized chunks, bite-sized chunks. So, who has a spiritual gift? Okay, I got about a quarter of us, kind of convinced. Who has a spiritual gift? All believers. 
Well, well, what if that believer is only five years old? He's got one. What if he's 85 years old? <laughs> he's kind of tired, but he's got one, right? Okay, all right. So, so well, what, if it's a, what if it's a female? Uh-oh. She got one? Maybe two or three. So, so it's not gender sensitive, all of them. But, but I got a question. Who, who benefits from the spiritual gifts? The whole body. I'm sorry. But God has endowed us. He's given us this opportunity to partner, to co-labor with Him. Peter, a humble fisherman, on the day of Pentecost, pretty much was minding his own business. They're probably all there more afraid than anything getting caught. But God, that day, uh, caused his spirit to go out in mass. And before he knew it, he was sharing the gospel. Do you know how many people were added to the church that day? Think evangelism is not needed for today? In, in the book of Acts, there was another problem. Uh, uh, two sets of Jews. You had your Hellenistic Jews and you had your Jew Jews, the, the widows. And, and one was complaining about the other were not getting the same treatment like the others were getting. And the apostle said, he says, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We are committed to prayer and teaching and preaching God's word. Set aside men. You know what Peter was saying? Peter was saying, wait a minute, that's not my spiritual gift, but let's pull some people aside who are able to serve these women and serve them well. Which brings me to my next point. One gift isn't more important than the other. And that was the reason why when I was growing up as a child, everyone flocked to one or two of the spiritual gifts that were manifested. I won't call any names. I don't want to offend. But you know what I'm talking about. It's the ones that are most obvious. And so when they call the line and they say, who would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I mean, the line was long. I want some. And when it didn't happen, prayed as hard as they might over you. When it didn't happen, you left that experience saying, well, God, I mean, you don't love me? Uh, am I not one of your favorite children? Or, or did I not pray hard enough? Ladies and gentlemen, tell me again, who has a spiritual gift? It doesn't make me extra spiritual. Every believer, every believer, God has given the supernatural ability to help build up, help build up. Now, you might be saying, well, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. That's a good place to start. We have pastors and, and their resources that people could come alongside you and work with you and show you. Just as a side note, I shared this earlier in Sunday school, it was a great day in the Rutherford household when I realized what Mona Lisa's spiritual gift was. 
most of our fighting stopped. I didn't understand her. Why? My wife would want to stay behind after the service, and she would pretty much want to have another service after the service. She got to go hug every neck and make sure everybody okay. What she didn't realize was that sun was hot. And I was hungry. I'm ready to go. We just had a three-hour service. And bless her heart, she was just acting in the way God had gifted her. She'd come in the car and she'd put her hand across her chest, fulfilled, happy. And she'd look over at me and I'd got my face built up like Hurricane Andrew. Well, see what time it is. Three o'clock. What happened? Some of y'all looking at your watch right now. Bro, you better hurry up. So, so who has it? We, we all have it. Oh, I so wish you could leave here this afternoon and say, God has given me a supernatural spiritual ability to help build up. Oh. Jonathan, that's who I was looking for. Jonathan, Jonathan knows. Jonathan, stand up for me. I don't want to put you on the spot, but stand up for me, Jonathan. Jonathan is a believer. Jonathan is a child of God. Jonathan has asked Jesus into his heart. If Jonathan was to die today, Jonathan would, would, Jonathan would be with the Lord. Jonathan has been given a supernatural ability to help build you and I up. Thank you, Jonathan. Make sure I give you a dollar after you, right? JP, my nephew. I told JP don't stand next to me because he's taller than I right now. JP is going to the waters of baptism this afternoon. By the way, baptism doesn't save a person. Baptism is simply a public acknowledgement of what God's already been doing inside me. And we're going to be out there this afternoon, boy, you want to go down. But JP has been given a supernatural ability to help build up you and I. I need your gift. I need you to exercise your gift. I need you to exercise your gift. And we come back to the age-old question, but I don't know what my gift is. Ask somebody. Usually others get to see what your strengths and your leanings are long before you get to see it. Can I be honest with you? (laughs) This would be a good place to be honest, eh? Personally, I don't like my gift. I'm just being honest. You don't know the struggle when I, on days I got to stand up before you and I pull into that driveway and my heart starts. 
all the bodily functions start to slam together and I'm figuring I'm heading into the wrong parking lot. I maybe should head into the hospital. I don't like it. I like behind the scenes. Pack the box. Pack the box. Yeah, pack the box. Take it out front. Who? Where? No, no. But that's how God gifted me. And he's chosen a special gift for you. Some will be pastors and teachers. Some will have the gift of administration. Some will have the gift of giving. And by the way, gift of giving doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money. Did you hear me? Some of you will be able to do more than others, but that's how God does it. In 1 Corinthians, he says, he says, he gave some, uh, uh, um, um, he's, there are varieties of gifts. <coughs> By the same Spirit, there are varieties of ministries by the same Lord. There are varieties of effects by the same God who works in all and through all. So now I don't have to compete with Brother Charlie. Because we're doing the same thing. Helping to do what? Build up who? The body of believers. I don't have to be jealous of Sister Chara because she could sing. I would like to learn how to sing, but... What we do is encourage her because her singing does what for us? Yes! I find myself in ministry and I find myself having to be amongst a lot of well-trained, well-educated men of God. And some of them, they come in there with their collars and their fine suits and um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I look and I say, wow. 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 And I feel so insignificant because of the way they speak with such eloquence. eloquence. You see what I'm saying? And, and they use such, such large, huge, uh, uh, fluffy words and, 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 and when you look at the audience when they speak, they, they, the audience hangs on the very word that that person says. And, and I'm like, God, huh? You turn on the television and you see some of these uh, 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 mega church leaders and, and, and they're drawing the thousands. You know, Patrick, how many of you had your class last night? Seven. Seven hundred? No, just seven. I don't have to compete. I need not compete. Thank heavens. But that's how he's gifted us. You have a spiritual gift. Each of you have a spiritual gift. I'm going to end with a thought. Yes, I'm done. But I want you to do, do me a favor. Jesus Christ is returning. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's been promised to us. I look forward to that day. I think all of us in here are looking forward to that day. What a day that will be. But what do we do in the meantime? How, how do we live? I have a thought. 
The World Health Organization alleges that the average age for the Bahamian woman is 78. It's not a bad number, is it? Don't go play that. But the World Health Organization has said the average age for a Bahamian woman on the average lifespan is 78 years old. Fellas, I apologize. I don't really agree with this stat. But the World Health Organization says that the average age for the Bahamian man is 72. I'd like to think I'm going to outlive Mona Lisa, but we all understand that some of us will live longer than the projected time, and some of us will not make the projected time. You understand me? You with me? I could go home this afternoon and eat a pork chop and choke halfway down, and next thing I see, I'm going to be seeing the Lord. Some things happen. Well, if you don't cook pork chop today, okay? But stay with me. So, 72 and 78. You with me? Now, here's what I want you to do. You're going to need a pen or paper, or just those of you who are mathematically inclined, go for it. But just think with me. If 72 is the average lifespan that I'm supposed to live, and I am 52, if I were to take 52 from 72, that would leave me with 20. Right? Stay with me. If you take 20 and multiply it times 12, Someone quick. 240. I pretty much have about 240 months left to live. What are you going to do with the time God has given you? Are you going to sit around and wring your hands and say, well, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. I can just, I can just. Are you going to do something? Yes, I'm trying to create a sense of urgency. Because while you are not using your spiritual gift, I am hurting. And so is the rest of us. What is it? God has chosen you. Do I have to be spiritual? No. You just gotta love the Lord. When I find out what this gift is, is it gonna hurt? No, no, it's not gonna hurt. It's gonna help. But what do I get out of it? Tell you what you get out of it. You get the privilege of bringing honor and glory to the most high God. But what if it's something I don't like to do? Join the club. But what if God sends me somewhere I don't want to go? But, but, but what if he makes me talk to somebody that I don't really like? Get over it. But, 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 stop the whining. There is a body of believers who are hurting while you whine and moan and groan. But what will it be? 
Are you going to use the time that you have left, according to the World Health Organization? Or are you going to join us in helping to build up? Maybe we can reverse the stat and maybe it'd be said that 80% of the people are doing 80% of the work in the audience. Father, it's for your honor and your glory we pause to say thank you. We ask, O oh God, that as you will continue to speak your word in us and through us as we go home, this evening, this afternoon, in your special way, the way you relentlessly pursue us. Oh God, may we get an understanding of what it is you would have us to do. May we come to that complete understanding, dear God, that one does not have to be a pastor or a deacon or a senior member of the church to help build up. Many of us, dear God, are already operating in our gifts, unbeknownst to us. We ask that you continue to give us the courage and the grace to do so in the love and the strength that you provide. Father, for your honor and your great glory, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.